The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Sooner or Later Sports Show. I am your host, Jay. Thank you for pulling up here on the YouTube channel. If you've been here for a while or you're new, hit that like button as well as subscribe. Make sure you join this community of college football fans. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of this, please rate us, review us, and give us five stars. You think we deserve it? Just give us five anyway and gifted. So today we've got a great show for you all. Decided to do a quick emergency live stream because we had a ton of commitments pulling up so we want to talk about that a little bit more in depth as well as you know go through um all the formalities of recruiting updates and rumors and all of that jazz because the information is coming hot heavy and fast over the last what's this 24 hours since the last time we basically talked to each other so I mean, future cats are flying in. We've got all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to bring my boy in who's joining us today. He's been a bit, but he's back. My boy, Coop. Coop, what's going on? What is up? You know, obviously uh, this time last year, um, you know, stuff is starting to spicy up. And um, it, it looks like it's about to go again. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride because I know last year was one of the more entertaining rides of uh, in recruiting that I can remember. Oh, yeah. And – you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's kind of the one thing is is that we've noticed that typically the uh, June area is when a lot of the players get their their travel in and get the official visits in because it's official visit season. I think they moved it up even more in the recruiting uh, by laws and everything. And so once we get into July, it's a lot more of a quiet time. But that's when all the commitments fall from the June official visits. And so once these players get these visits out their system, they go see all the places they want to see. Boom, they make that decision and say, you know what? I want to be here. I'm going to go to this school, that school, or whatever. And so we're now at that point. And jump in here. Lloyd, you are fan, you are right. Wyatt Gilmore, weak side defensive in from uh, Minnesota, has been future cast by both Brandon Drum and Parker Thune over there from the Rivals team to say that um, – Will that that uh he's gonna be committing to Oklahoma? So we've got another three slash four star uh, edge that could be potentially coming soon, and so we're gonna wait and see what that looks like. Um, uh, Brian, good point. You know, uh, Cal Tur did say we were the next Nebraska, but we got us a Texas commit. And I'm gonna talk about each one of those players. We'll go in depth. Me and Coop will here uh, on the show because man, the last two hours were absurd like 7 p.m eastern six o'clock uh central time james nesta let us know that he was going to commit and what did he do he committed to oklahoma not only for football but for baseball i dropped a video at about 7 15 if you want to look at some of his film check it out there we're here to talk about it so cool before we dive before we dive into the other player that committed because we got two commitments you see on nesta what jumped out to you that got you excited I mean, the, the length, right? When you bring in Dayson McCullough and you're like, that's the type of athlete that we don't have on campus. Now we have a guy who's, you know, two years behind Dayson McCullough. And what is he, you know, coming in on on uh, on three at 6'5", 205, and the dude can move. Um, you know, we all know that uh, Brent Venables has a, um, an eye for a special type of linebacker. 
Uh, he likes them fast. He likes them versatile, uh, mostly Caucasian sometimes. Uh, and it just, when, so when you see guys <laughs> commit to Clemson still and he's not there, like you go, what? But, you know, if you want to say, yeah, you know, how, why should I get excited about him? Because BB got excited about him. And that's, that's, that's what I got to say is, uh, listen, I, I've watched me a lot of football, but Brent Venables has done a lot of winning football. Yeah, and and that that is spot on. We've seen Venables be successful long term. We've seen him here successful. We've seen him successful at Clemson, and so no situation is perfect. But he's been doing a fantastic job uh, where he's been before, and he's coming here and he's building that same culture and everything. And so we're seeing players come in. And you're right, Nesta is the type of linebacker that um, that Venables enjoys. But the funny thing is, is you know, you know, we joke about it, but his size and stature for Cheetah truly is like a reflection of like the Isaiah Simmons of the world or the Jerry Canics of the world. And then, like you said, we brought in uh, the uh, transfer to Sam McCullough. It's an, it, it, you see particularly six, four, six, five, Justin Harrington, those six, four, six, five guys. They like those to be lengthy, but fast more so athletes. They can also play safety. If you really need them to, they can be good in coverage and McCullough's more, which is fascinating with him. He's so athletic. He can play edge too. I think he's the only one that really can go all three phases. He can go from edge to linebacker to safety, but I probably wouldn't put him in, in coverage. I'd probably play more Harrington for coverage and then bringing in a player like uh, Nesta to go behind them is awesome. Even yeah. better is because him playing line, him playing linebacker and playing that, that cheetah role, he'll also be a pitcher for the baseball team in which He's the number one pitcher in North Carolina. Like he's top tier player when it comes to pitching. And so because of that, you know, you kind of want to protect him when it comes to getting hit while at the same time you want to, cause you know, you don't want him to hurt his shoulder before he goes out there to the baseball field, but he's also going to be balanced to where he's not going to have to play 150 snaps uh, a yeah. game, which is awesome overall. Bro. I'm just, I was a pitcher, right. And I did it at a pretty decently high level. And, um, I, you know, I also had a, you know, a cup of coffee as a safety and I didn't really like hitting folks. That's why I stayed with baseball. So having a picture <laughs> now, I thought I was six, six, five, two Oh five, instead of like five eleven one fifty. you know, it might've made a difference, but bro, that's just one of the things that I just, you know, cause again, you look at Phil Pachotti do likes to hit some folks. Lewis Baker yeah. dude likes to hit some folks. This Nesta kid likes to hit some people. He's not scared of it. No, I, I'm 100% with you on that. And I wanted to go ahead and shout out Mike, listening from Costa Rica. Awesome, man. Hey, I, yeah. I need to come visit Costa Rica. That's actually on my list of <laughs> to visit very soon. I like to get to some Do water and relaxing or whatnot. But um, there's a lot going on. So the Nesta pickup is huge. Um, we saw like nine crystal balls come down from everybody, like literally after the champion barbecue weekend. So we knew that that was going to go down. Uh, yeah. but I want to talk about this cause Brian brought this up You talking about, you know, Colin Cowherd. I had a video talking about how Cowherd was talking about Oklahoma is going to be the next Nebraska going into the sec. And by going into the sec, they're going to go fall into oblivion without realizing that Oklahoma has recruited very well in sec country over the last 10 years 20 years since bob stoops was the head coach in 1999 over 20 years we've done well from oklahoma texas all the way to florida we've done great north carolina washington dc we've always done very well with this sap getting players around there so we're not doing what nebraska did which went to a completely new market you know they left 
where their bread and butter was. They were stealing yeah. Texas players often and JUCO players in Kansas often because why? You're going to play down in that area a couple times a year, so it's easy for family yeah. to visit. I digress. Sure. Let's talk about the Texas receiver that we just picked up out of Fort Worth, Texas. We picked up uh, Doozy Ezukama. I don't know why I'm butchering the names. I just literally said it like yeah. 30 times <laughs> uh, over the last video, did Ezukana. Ezukami. Uh, Ezukami. Yeah, Ezukami. My bad. His brother Eric plays in the NFL with the with the Dolphins. Eric Izukami. So we got Doozy Izukami coming in, uh, wide receiver. He's right now he's a three star, but I think he's going to move up. But he's six four, about one hundred and eighty. And if you watch the film that I had in the video, like he he gives me Jaden Gibson vibes, um, and I think his hands are probably a lot better in comparison because gibson's been struggling lately we're going to get him back on track so i'm not too concerned about him long term but uh izukami is really he's fast and he can break he has breakaway speed i've watched him cut across the middle catch catches across the middle of high school and just bounce past folks but as it was mentioned in the comments yes levy likes tall receivers and this is definitely an emmett jones special because emmett recruited his brother eric to texas tech mm -hmm got him to the Dolphins. So he's got him to the NFL and little brother's like, Hey man, you did that for my brother. I want to follow you coach Jones. What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And now he's in Oklahoma. What you think about, uh, about doozy Azukami coming into Oklahoma? So God bless you, Toby Rowan. Um, because, uh, <laughs> you're going to be the one that has to come up with something. So I'm just calling him D E or big E, uh, E dog and the chat says E dog. So I, I'm okay with that too. But, um, here, here's, Here's what Levy has to say. You've heard about like AJ Brown played in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, also had this other guy. He's out in Seattle. And, DK Metcalf. Uh, DK Metcalf. And those guys were running go routes like 65, 70% of their um uh, of their of their tenure under Levy. And so now we we we've had good have or you know, we've got a couple of those speed guys, those five nine, five ten speed guys. Having mm -hmm. guys like this and, you know, Kearney is, is another one. It, these are, these are guys because you, you want, you want one of these guys to be able to fly out on the, on, on the outside. And you saw Kevin Sperry and all the OU summer camps just dropping dimes for these uh, sideline uh, go balls. And, you know, I, I got to think that Jackson Arnold likes throwing the ball deep. Um, these receivers are going to want to come play here. And now you're going in the SEC uh, we'll do, we'll talk more and more about, you know, what my coming thoughts on the SEC is, but it's, uh, I mean, it, it just really, um, if some things break right and we'll see, we'll see this year, but if things break right, OU is going to be a young team with a lot of scary talent and a lot of good coaching, you know, when we roll into the SEC and here's the other thing is a lot of those quarterbacks are all fresh. I'm, I'm just, man, I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm sorry. But all those we're gonna have great first first year quarterbacks. Uh, Nico at Tennessee, you know Alabama probably gonna be starting somebody because I don't know if they got that answer on campus yet. Uh, but we're gonna have some we're gonna have some really talented guys. No, no, we, we will one hundred percent. And looking at like like I said with Nesta coming in, he's gonna probably play Cheetah. He's already said he said in an interview that he's expected to play Cheetah. He's versatile and inside linebacker. So him and Canick will probably can even switch it up in that. My God. Going into the SEC, this this is going to be beyond intriguing and in seeing those guys, McCullough and Nesta, 
and then Canick and then Kip and then um uh Kobe McKenzie, Lewis Carter. Good God. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna have Sammy Omasigo. Yeah, we're gonna have some dudes going into SEC, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The one thing that we were most concerned about was having dudes on the defensive side of the ball. Guess what, guys? Mm-hmm. We're gonna have dudes on the defensive side of the ball, yeah. which excites the hell out of me. <laughs> so um okay. Let's jump into some of this other stuff. You know, good questions coming up. All right. First, defensive tackle to commit. Man. All right. I'll put it out there like You know my thoughts on this. Right. So I'm going to tell you all now, Nigel Smith will not be the first. He will most likely be the last because he's already stated he will commit wherever he's going to commit in September at their new stadium. So because of that, he's off the list. So just go ahead and just – Right, Nigel off. I'm not saying he's off Oklahoma's list. I'm just he's off the committing first. Um, Stoney, like, nope, not that's actually the wrong one. Uh, Lloyd asked the question, he said, Listen to the, the interview with David Stone, and he thinks Michigan State's the biggest threat. So, Michigan State's defensive line coach that was uh, very instrumental in the recruiting of David Stone is no longer at Michigan State. Now, he's building a new relationship with new coaches there. He'll be there this week. I don't think Michigan State's a threat. I'm going to be honest. And it's all it's all because uh, now, now, by Job is probably trying to bring Stoney there with him. But because that coach left and went to Georgia Tech to get an elevated role, I don't see them being truly a threat. I think the biggest threat is ourselves is, is either being too cocky or anything, but right now stone is on campus today with his boy, uh, Jackson. I can't think of his first name for the life of Michael Patterson. No, not Patterson Patterson. Jackson. He's a, uh, he plays defensive tackle for IMG. He's on a visit today. Um, and stone is actually there with him. And so while I'm thinking about it, let me go grab the picture. A friend of mine just sent me, and I'm going to tell you his exact name because, you know, I fumbled the bag on remembering who he is. But Stone is on campus with Jaden Jackson. That is a Jaden Jackson, defensive tackle out of IMG Academy, a four-star um, defensive tackle. He's here at OU doing a visit, and so Stone was on campus kicking with him. So if, you, if you're keeping record of what we're saying right now, Stone's been here since, like, the beginning of June – because he's been in Oklahoma, but he's been kicking it a lot at on OU's campus. Like, so, a lot. Read tea leaves, guys. Read tea leaves. Yeah. My request <laughs> into David is, um, you know, what counsel he, after it's all said and done, I want to hear what counsel he got on how to handle the hype wet bad wagon, which is uh, Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this guy, um, he has done a phenomenal job. Um, he knows that he is going to get fan bases pulling, pulling, pulling. And um, again, that's what these guys have to do. I mean, they are now able to monetize their uh, name, image, and likeness, and they're going to get approached by sponsorships, you know, for social media. And if you roll in with a couple million, you know, across several different things, um, you know, that's, that's a lot, a lot of this is good. Um, so here's what I have to say is, couple weeks ago he was thinking about potentially canceling this visit um there are some people out there that say that he's a silent and that the coaching staff uh, essentially told him 
you're we're here for you you're here for us take your visits go about your stuff and uh we'll be here when when, when you're ready and um i and i think that they have communicated quite a bit now he's very very public about when he visits everywhere else and he's trying to get other fan bases riled up i mean i i think over the past couple of years david's probably been in norman around 100 times i'm gonna calculate about the same yeah i, I would definitely agree with that and and he just doesn't blow it up all the time but Again, all you Sooner fans, I, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I tried my best to, to, to keep, you know, my homerism down to, a, you know, the, the bottom of the top level. But uh, I, I have a, a – a, we're crazy on social media, and sometimes it's good. Just don't get on the message boards and don't make an ass of yourself and get put on message board, message board genius because, uh, you know, we don't need anything. Yep, and it's funny because um... – I actually saw Mr. Board Genius put up something about Texas, um, a Texas uh, target, and we'll talk about him a yeah. little bit later. I, I kind of think that's an intriguing conversation to have. But yeah, you don't want to be on Message Board Geniuses. You don't want them to catch wind of you saying anything. But um, yeah, this is a good point, Louis. He plays a similar defense that the Venables plays at three three five. That's been a, that's a very common defense especially nowadays in uh the yeah. high school and the collegiate ranks mainly because of all the passing and all the fast offenses a lot of people have adopted that fast-paced offense and so because of that having additional corners or having a someone that's strong that's good enough to play like a free safety or roaming uh position or the, the cheetah basically and then yeah. also being to play linebacker also strong enough to play that and be able to stuff the run that's been a huge, and that's the reason why these defensive linemen are such a high commodity, and that's why a lot of your top-tier defensive linemen haven't committed anywhere yet because of that. It's a position that is in demand, and everybody's bidding for it. And so because of that, we're not going to probably see like instant gratification on visits from a lot of defensive linemen. They're going to take all the visits because everybody wants them. Everybody's offering them. And so most of these defensive linemen you're seeing committed now, they're not, they're, they're probably top 200, maybe top 300, potentially even top 100, but yours in the top 25 or top 10, they're not committing yet because as everybody wants them. So I'm anticipating the first defensive tackle to go back to the original question to, to, that's going to commit. <laughs> I think it's going to be stone and I think it'll be early July. Yeah. Um, you listen and, uh, somebody, uh, Jeff, uh, you know, I saw your, your, uh, question. Have you seen stones Twitter tonight? Um, you know, there's a lot going out there and, and, and it's, and it's tough because I think that we all want to get a W, especially after the David Hicks stuff last year. Right. Um, that was uh, a lot of people thought when Todd Bates was going to come here, um, he had these magic glass slippers and he click, click, and then like four uh, five-star defensive linemen just showed up in, you know, uh, the, each recruiting class. That's, that's not the case. Now, David Stone still can pick anybody. My personal opinion is, is that he is coming to OU. Um, yep. Again. So if somebody says he's silently committed and there's a, slight terminology break between what they think a silent commitment is. Uh, I, I just don't think that o Oklahoma is going to take for granted um, their position right now, but I also think that they're very confident in that position. Agreed. And I, I did see the tweets too, Jeff. I was reading them. Uh, actually, I was on the Hall of Fame media's um, 
podcast just now. He's actually still going live. Jason uh, Watts, I was on there hanging out with him before we jumped on here, which was why we were about a couple minutes late. Um, his his show went a little bit long because of some technical difficulties at the beginning, but I digress. Stone was talking about how he's not committed anywhere. And, and, and this is the reason why. I don't know if anybody else saw this. I caught it when it happened. Um, I still have the image saved in my phone from when it went down. And so what happened was is 24 seven put out a graphic about all of the top players oh, yeah. uh, left uh, top 10 players in their uh, rankings. Right. And each player had their name one through 10 mm-hmm. had their name. And then they had, if they were committed or crystal balled somewhere. And so when you go through the list, number three is Williams, Williams, Winery, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was crystal ball to Oklahoma. Number 10 is David Stone, and they had committed to Oklahoma. So someone, that was a typo. We know the typo was an error on their part because they pulled that that out real quick when people started looking at it like, wait a minute, David Stone ain't committed anywhere? Wait a minute, Stone's committed to Oklahoma? What's going on? They pulled it, and they redid it, and they put crystal ball to Oklahoma, and they put the percentage next to it. So whomever did it jumped the gun. I don't think he told anybody at 24-7 that he's committed. I think that they just accidentally left committed there uh, when they yeah. were creating the graphic itself. So that's the reason why um, that's the reason why that has shown up, but why he tweeted that out to let everybody know I'm stem committed. But I have heard that he has reached out to some schools and let them know you're out the running, you're in the running, you're out the running. So he's given that uh, those he's picked up the phone and made those phone calls and have given some um, some firm letting people know of who's still in the running or whatnot. And so he's done the grown up job of actually calling coaches and letting them know, Hey, uh, I've decided not to go to your school. And so some schools do know that they're not in the running anymore. We just won't know yet until some technically crystal balls are popping back up on where that actual, what school, the schools that have crystal balls towards them. If one of them go in there and chain a flip their crystal ball, then you know that he's ready to commit. And that, that school was told that they weren't in the running anymore. Yeah, and, and I also think that um, he wants to get this done before he goes back to IMG and gets going. Um, you know, somebody asked me earlier today with uh, Kevin Sperry transferring um, back. To oh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and yeah. so um, would, would David go do that? And I don't think he would because I don't know what uh, I don't know what that proves for him. If he comes in and he's just a, a wrecking machine. Um, you know, just because the whole team was good. Uh, but if he goes out to IMG, I think he still is playing against stiffer competition, uh, prepping himself for college. No, and you're right, 100%. Some players will do it and some won't. And so, like, the question's coming in here, like, uh, Seth is asking about uh, Williams, Winery, would he be the first, be a first-level cheetah? He has potential for it, but... The big thing with him is, is with his size and how versatile he is, he's more of a edge to defensive tackle. Like he's 260 now. I think he can get up to 290 and still run probably like a 4-5 or 4-4-5-40, something like that. Similar to uh, P.J. Adebowale's brother. I ain't trying to butcher his first name uh, because I haven't been watching (laughs) the videos on him. But he's Adebowale, and he ran a 4-4, I think 8 or 9 at the NFL Combine. And he got drafted by the the Colts. And listen to me when I say this, he's like two ninety. Yeah, and he's running four four five four four sixes like like low four fours forties. Imagine that chasing you at that size. That's a bear. 
And I said this on the last stream. That's a bear running after you. And you got two options. You're either going to play dead or you're going to fight to the death. So somebody has to die in this situation when <laughs> you have somebody that big chasing you. And so when Neri has the option of moving from the edge to the inside, he's just that big and versatile. And that's the best part about him as a player. And so um, rumor has it he's going to do an unofficial to Georgia because he did his official June 2nd. And there was an article that came out that he was doing another visit at Georgia he asked specifically, and I saw this in one of the threads. I can't think of which site it was. It probably was OU Insider. Um, I don't care if they know. I, I'm crediting them. They put it on their deal. Um, but the article that was up got yanked. And it got yanked because he asked them not to put it up there because there's no guarantee he's going to take that unofficial visit. So when Neri takes that visit, Georgia is in play. And I think that they take Tennessee out of play which sucks for the Vols because a player like Winery would really change their defense because that is the problem that Tennessee has had over the years. They've been great at building offenses, even in the Jeremy Pruitt era. The offenses were good. The defense yeah. was still bad because it's hard to get elite defensive linemen. Getting a player like him would be big for them, but I don't think that Tennessee wins this battle, unfortunately. I thought that they had a better chance. I don't, I, I'm, I'm thinking the interest is moving, especially if he's considering going to, to Georgia on an unofficial. But he's supposed to be in Atlanta for a birth, brother's birthday party. So that's basically what I've seen in red. Um, yeah, I could probably go on the boards to see the same thing. You know, that's just, just me saying that out loud for any and everybody. But um, last thing, Seth asked this question. If, oh, if you know you where you want to go, then why not commit and try to help build the class? I'm going to be honest. I do believe that that is what Stone's doing. Like, for example, he's here right now with Jaden Jackson, his teammate at IMG. He didn't have to stay. He could have been headed up to Michigan State early and hung out. He's here with him hanging out, basically recruiting. I mean, he was here for the camps, and I heard he participated in the camps. That's recruiting. So being around all these players – Hurt that he's pushing for McKinley as well. He's recruiting. So he yeah. is, but at the same time, it's one of those where the staff has told him commit when you're when you're done doing your visits. And he still wants to visit other schools. Now, is he visiting other schools to recruit players? I don't know. That's a possibility. But all I know is that if he's going other places to try to convince people to come at least do a visit at Oklahoma. I mean, it could be huge while at the same time he's still getting out there and seeing these places on his own. Yeah. Um, uh, keep that in mind. Yeah. So, again, I just say this is at this point, I don't believe David Stone is going to be choosing Michigan State over uh, over Oklahoma. I just I just cannot see it like it's. No, I just can't see it just because, again, those things have happened. He knows, like he's a program shifting uh, commitment, um, and, and so there's so there's that. Uh, he changes the game. Uh, when, he changes the game. Yeah, and I know for a fact that if you read any updates from anybody, Stone, Nwenary, um, uh, um, you know, every single one of these offensive candidates, all these guys are hanging McKinley. out. Nigel Smith, um, and then um, guy here with the Zeno um, Uma Zulu. Uh, no, yeah. the uh, oh my gosh, the guy here from Tulsa. <laughs> it's just oh, yeah, Danny Okoye. Uh, oh, Danny Okoye. Yeah. So 
those guys are all hanging out talking about, you know, playing together. Now, last year when the Pato linebacker uh, who was an AM commit and was thinking about flipping came with David Hicks to Oklahoma yeah. with his visit, I that's when I thought, all right, we might be done with David Hicks because I that guy came to remind him where he was supposed to be going. Potentially I don't get that with this team. I think this team, I think these guys, like I said earlier, I think that they know what they can walk into the SEC with. And that is a lot of a lot of youth and a lot of fierceness, a lot of talent, and a lot of great coaching. And we could we could walk in and people are gonna think, oh, it's just Oklahoma. They haven't had a defense, you know, since 08. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna surprise some folks if we catch that line. Hey, Coop, let me ask you a question. Who was running the defense in 08? Uh, same guy. <laughs> Preventables. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Last time we had a defense was when this dude was here. Like, yeah. like those years afterwards is when we had the co-defensive coordinator piece because Mike Stoops had lost his job at Arizona. And so mm-hmm. then we had the co and then Venables decided that he needed to, he wanted to do his own thing. He got the job, highest paid uh, assistant in college football. And he had one job, his defense. Linebackers in his defense. Now was his one job. He focused, and that and that's the big thing with it. And so you're right, Seth. We've lost a lot of players to A uh, and M. They've snatched up some defensive tackles. You're right. I'm they're not gonna lie. The A and M does a really good job of painting, and it's mainly because Elijah Robinson, E. Rob, is probably one of the he's one of the most beloved defensive yeah. line coaches in college football. Him, um, um. <clears throat> I say Elijah Robinson, you have the godfather, Larry Johnson, up there at uh, Ohio State. And then just, you know, Nick Saban and his entire staff of Playpool at uh, Alabama and in Georgia's defensive line coach, which I need to learn but all then the you names. Gotta throw in Todd, you got to throw in Todd Bates. I mean, you, and then Todd Bates it. goes into the game, yeah. too. Even the ones at Clemson now are still beloved. And you bring Miguel, yeah. Miguel Chavis, who is a younger coach, he, that new energy helps. Um, yeah. It's 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 they say it's contagious for a lot of the recruits or whatnot, and so don't worry, we're gonna jump into the offensive guys. We're gonna keep talking a little bit more defense too. Uh, and I get you here, at Schooner Nate. That's the one player I would love to. I yeah. think he, I think his versatility is so game changing that it it just jumps off the board. <clears throat> Him and Nigel Smith are the two guys that I feel like can play both in and out. And they would change your entire defense. And so if we can land them, I put it to you like this. This is my last thing on the on him is on Winery is this. Keep your eyes out on if Winery cancels the Oregon visit in September. If he does cancel that visit over the next couple months, I think we lock him down. If he makes that visit, it goes all the way to signing day. That's that's just my assessment on this whole situation. I think I think he even as low key as he is, I think he would let it go all the way to signing day if he decides that he wants to go ahead and make the visit to Oregon. If he doesn't make that visit to Oregon, if he cancels that visit, just look for that visit to get canceled. If ever gets canceled, he's committing. And I think he's committing to Oklahoma at that point. All right. Oh I know. I for about fifteen minutes. All right. Jeff, we'll come back and talk about the running backs because you had the question around uh, when we're going to hear about these backs or whatnot. And so let's jump right here into another question. I think is good. Let's move on into um, – move to this question from Lloyd. I think this is a good one. And you were actually alluding to this 
Coop. Thoughts on Kevin Sperry going to play at Carl Albert. Now, for those that don't know, our 2025 commit quarterback, Kevin Sperry, out of Prosper, Texas, Rock Hill High School, has transferred schools, and now he'll be the quarterback at Midwest City Carl Albert here in the Midwest City area, which is up the street from my house. It's actually where my son goes to high school. And I was actually up there today, and I saw them all walking by, and I was just like, dang, he looks familiar. Sure enough, it was him. And I actually saw Xavier uh, Robinson walk by, so I didn't get a chance to uh, to harass him, but had to take my son back up there to pick up something that he had left on campus. But I think it's huge for Oklahoma because there's like four players at Carl Albert that we're trying to recruit. Um, On top of, I mean, we got Sperry already. You've got 2025 linebacker Marcus James. you got 2025 ath- uh, athlete. Uh, Trine uh, Washington. Uh, and then, of course, Xavier Robinson is, is going to be his starting running back this season. That's going to be huge in the recruiting trail for Oklahomans to have a guy. Kasperi's with him being local, he will be on campus at every opportunity possible. He'll be doing a ton of unofficial, so he'll be doing recruiting on campus yeah. for us while also recruiting at high school. And so, um, Coop, what, what, what did you feel when you saw that he's going to be on here? Okay, so Kevin Sperry, um, the, the the point he he's coming here uh, to to Oklahoma because uh, number one, I think that they were thinking about doing it next year anyway. Uh, their family really really wants to put their kids in a great position to uh, succeed. Um, the uh, uh, Sperry just I mean, he spent his whole entire sophomore year running for his life. His his offensive line was garbage. He didn't have any weapons. Now, like you said, you've got Trene Washington. Um, there's another defensive back, uh, wide receiver type athlete um, that we're that we're pushing on pretty hard. Um, uh, you know, Zay Roberts. He's getting a lot of comparisons to like Derrick Henry. Um, this dude, I compare him to. Yes. Yeah, and so I mean, it is, it, guys. It, we may take three running backs this cycle. And it is going to be a situation to where you're going to have three guys uh, where Zay is going to be like, you know, big Papa P Ryan. Um, you know, uh, somebody I talked to said, you know, Tatum draws a lot of um, Joe Mixon lights, hopefully not uh, the on-field mm. stuff. Um, but um, and then Durham, all he is is like world class going to the Olympic speed. Yes, yes. And and I've talked to a few people in chat about that uh, a while ago. And Marcus did. Thank you. Hey, Marcus, man, I love chopping up with you soon about uh, with, about your boy uh, Isaiah um, because, uh, yeah, I love to see that you, you, you were there. And I would love to hear your perspective as a parent being uh, at Champ U Barbecue. I would love to talk to you about that. So um, if you follow me on Twitter at Unfair Sports, Shoot me a DM. I would love to chop it up and have some uh, some chats with you about that because I'm kind of curious about the parents' perspective around recruiting. But kind of like you mentioned, Eric. Yeah. Cool. Um, one of the things I was talking to some friends about when it came to Caden Durham, and now we're jumping into the running back spots for our boy Jeff here, um, is Durham – the, the, the thing that makes things tough for the Sooners in his recruitment, especially with LSU, was the was the track side. And I think, honestly, I'm, I'm looking at this now. If Oklahoma was able to sell 
Taylor Tatum on baseball and football, James Nesta mm-hmm. on baseball and football, and then tell Caden Durham, look, we've got two other guys also doing spring sports that we are going to have set up perfectly to where they can transition from sport to sport. We can do the same thing for you, bro. I think that may have been the selling point for Caden Durham, and that's why you saw all of those crystal balls flying down the line over the weekend because yeah. you've – We've got a lot of two sport athletes and that's a lot of spring sport guys on top of the fall sport that we're going at. We're going after and Durham is if he shaves his time, he gets closer to a 10 and and and, and early not late nines. He's Olympic ready. And I think our track and field team can get him there. Now, LSU has a really, really, really. Let me emphasize this again. Really good track program. And to me, I think that's the one thing that. Uh, help them in their recruiting of him is that hey come run track with us LSU we're you know pretty big but Oklahoma's going to be SEC track starting next season yeah so when Durham gets in here he'll be running in SEC anyway and he can run running back at Oklahoma legend with the legendary coach that DeMarco Murray is becoming and you can go ahead and run track at the same time and so because of that I'm pretty excited and think that Oklahoma has a really good chance of landing Caden Durham. Now, the Taylor, Taylor Tatum is a big one. Coop, you got anything else on Durham before we jump into Tatum? Um, again, you're, you're, you're talking about the two-sport athletes. We got pretty good two-sport athlete um, in the NFL right now who came in and, you know, was a top-six pick and, you know, deferred that and went uh, football. We and He got to start in both of them. And we just went and now, now I'll say there's two other factors that are going to help this situation too is um, number one is, you know, that baseball team just went to the college world series. We just got all the notoriety for the, um, for the softball girls for the past three years. Yep. So everybody sees OU athletics as an all around successful, um, you know, uh, endeavor right now. And that's, that's, so that's going to be it. But again, uh, and, and I'll shade towards the, uh, the question of who's better Durham or Tatum is I think that they are different running backs. And I mm-hmm. think that Levy uh, is going to, you know, I would rather have too many toys to play with. Um, but I mean, you could have a situation where you have uh, a, a, you know, maybe Tatum or Durham in the slot, and then you have a two back setup with Zay Robinson and the other one that's not in the slot and the options that you have at that point, like you've got a speed option route. You've got kind of fullback counter um, type of deal. You've got a, a wide receiver option. I mean, these guys are, are bringing Olympic type speed and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll go one more is uh, somebody who just arrived on campus. Uh, if you always see the, uh, the, the uh, results on uh, for high school track where, you know, Durham's up at the top. Did you notice who was like two or three slots underneath him every single time? Who? Petaway. Yep, yep, Jaquez Petaway, yeah. our wide receiver. We've got speed coming to Norman. So Texas yeah. speed, baby. That's what we've got coming yeah. in. Oh, you know who else was on that list too? Braylon Colgrove. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing him on the show very soon. My goal is to get him in in the next couple of weeks, especially before I go out of town uh, uh, mid-July. I'm going to bring Colgrove on. He's the one. I've done a short on him, and I did a, a video on him. He's a preferred walk-on running back out of uh, out of Texas. And he got fifth place in track. He didn't play football his senior year because he tore his ACL, MCL, meniscus, and dislocated his knee at the beginning. Mm. I think it was at training camp in high school. So he basically was done skis, right? 
he, 22 weeks afterwards, he was back on the track running. He ran like a 10-5 in one of his hundreds, and he finished fifth place in, in Texas at state level. And so you would see his name with the Gain Durham's and stuff. And if you go search through my shorts or just search Braylon Colgrove, you'll see the story that I did on him a little bit. And dude's a monster. So our running back room is going to be elite because he's here now. It's going to be elite as we yeah. go. And so you asked this question here, Jeff. Really good one. Is go is uh is Tatum is, is Durham gonna make the LSU visit? I don't know. I went back just now while uh Coop was talking to look at all of the uh the the documentations for visits and stuff. I don't see a documented scheduled visit for Caden Durham at LSU. He may go do an unofficial, but there's he doesn't have a visit scheduled with them right now. And so we'll see this week if we hear anything about him being at LSU. I don't think he's going to make that visit. Now, I I could be wrong. Durham could go ahead and do it. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll keep our eyes out on him making on on the visit. If he doesn't make that visit, we already he's locked. With all the 8 million crystal balls we got and the fact that he was retweeting the covered wagon, yeah. recruitings, crystal balls, usually when players do that, they commit within like within about 70, uh, 72 hours. We'll see if that happens, but he started doing that. That told me everything I needed to go. Um, so... Topher, thanks for that info. Um, I didn't see anything in that. I got to go see. I'll go check on Rivals and see if I can see anything documented on that. Haven't seen a thing about him still making an LSU visit. But if he does, we'll see if it does happen. Um, that's a very good note to hear. Um, let's go to Tatum. So Taylor Tatum has been shooting up. Like, I mean, you've been, if you go look at the message board for, um, for USC, people are starting to lose their mind thinking that Oklahoma really has a chance of getting them. And the rumor has it is that the selling point of getting James Nesta to come here to play two sports also resonated with Taylor Tatum. Plus Tatum actually mentioned in an interview recently in a graphic that just went on Twitter, his dad is like best friends with DeMarco Murray and he has a very tight-knit relationship with DeMarco. So he sees him as a, someone that can develop as a running back, and he sees the opportunity that Oklahoma can make it happen for him at playing baseball. And so, again, baseball for Kyler and Oklahoma and playing quarterback is huge because playing quarterback it's a lot tougher with the information you got to process. It's kind of crazy that they made it work for him to play quarterback and um, play baseball. But Skip Johnson was the one that orchestrated that. And he made mention of that, yeah, football's set in stone. We can't touch any of that stuff. But we were able to perfectly integrate him into baseball the minute football was done. The minute football was done, we were able to get him ready, process going, boom, and he's ready to play baseball in the spring. And so because we got so many two-sport uh, two athletes and we are open to that happening, Skip Johnson was there at the Champion Barbecue visit. He did a visit with Taylor Tatum. There's a picture of them all together. And so it looks like Tatum, Tatum sold on the idea. I mean, he's in Longview, Texas, so he's not very far. He's sold on the idea of playing SEC baseball. Yeah. That, that's a me. 12. 
I mean, not Pac-12 or not, not Pac-12. Now, and the not other thing 10. too, even with that, if USC wanted to try to sell Tatum on this, and I'm I'm not helping them sell, but I said this in a video earlier today that one I recorded last night was. If USC really wants to sell him on this, what they need to focus on is that they got Deuce Robinson coming in, who is considered an elite baseball player. Uh, he's been compared to Aaron Judge on numerous occasions because he's about that size. He's about 6'4", 6'5", yeah. 260. He's fast and he's super strong. He's a home run machine. And they anticipate him to grow more too, be like Judge, who's 6'9". If he can, you get them two together, I mean, that could be a pretty solid baseball team, but... I think but. the allure of playing SEC baseball is a lot more appealing to them. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, you had uh, 10 SEC teams, uh, you know, make it, um, you know, this year in that first round. And, uh, you know, you, you're going to go up against Vanderbilt. You're going to go against LSU. You're going to go up mm-hmm. against Florida. You know, the, there's this is great. I mean, OU, I mean, OU and has had some good uh, run, and again, again, the uh, the timing of last year's uh, College World Series run that's super super fresh. So uh, you know, again, there's no moral victories, but you're on that stage, and some guy goes, "Oh gosh, well they had to replace you know X amount of people. I could go there right now and be part of another run." And we saw them, you know, kind of make a run towards it this year. And so um, yeah, he he's got that opportunity. And again, nobody wants to be in freaking Wisconsin or Minnesota or Ohio playing baseball in the winter in the Big Ten. Nobody wants to mess with that. So, hey, Taylor, would you rather go play early season games down in Gainesville or Knoxville or, you know, uh, Oxford, or would you rather go to, uh, you know, the, the Arctic or whatever the hell is up there in the Big Ten? So, I mean, it, it's that, that's an easy sell. That's awesome. And – so timelines you want, Jeff? I know you got to get back to work. We appreciate it. Um, I'm going to say this. Look at Tatum by July 1st. Look at Caden Durham by July 1st. And honestly, I'm going to go all three running backs, Xavier Robinson, July 1st. I'm just going to – that's my anticipation. If we don't have anything by July 1st, the the uh the the party at the palace is probably going to be a better time, which is end of uh this month, end of July. I'm sorry, oh, end of July. He, now, and I I'm going to do a disclaimer. So read it across the bottom of the screen. It's it's going across right down here. This is a rumor from somebody who doesn't make up stuff and a little bit of a contact for me. Okay, um, and this this person shared that uh, they were talking about different uh, who was committing when. Um, and she said, I can't tell you how many people they were talking about, but who was committing when, and they were talking about the timeline. So you saw it today, bang, bang, two, two guys come in. Um, you see the Slim Reaper, uh, you know, he, I, I sent that over to you. He was at the, uh, the barbecue here this week, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, he, he just announced out of the middle of nowhere he's doing uh, his – um, his commitment on July 1st, um, Tatum has, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and you guys check it, check it on the, uh, the chat is 
uh, from what I understand, he 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 canceled the Michigan visit. It's done. Yep, it's Michigan over. visit is canceled. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it's and canceled. so um, that's yeah, where it, the it, Oklahoma USC storyline has been coming is because yeah. he canceled the Michigan visit, and Michigan just got yeah. a running back commit too. And I think this yeah. is because they knew the that second. Tatum was going to take them out exactly. Yeah. So and and yes, Topher, thank you, Justin Denson. Um, so again, I f- from from what I'm taking this as is. Last year, we saw right in this June 20-something is when it all started happening. The, the, the fallout started, the waterfall. Um, I, I would say by August 1st, we, we, we were probably looking at 15 guys. And, um, and you know, before we kick off the season, we're going to know where we stand pretty well. Whew. And that's, that's, good that's not that's far good away. That's great information to here and so timeline wise july 1st is basically what i'm saying for everybody right now i don't know I, there's no of course there's no guarantees here we're just speculating just i'm reading tea leaves here um i haven't even seen anything from insiders telling me which one if y'all have seen anything on any of the sites feel free to jump in the comments and let the people know i haven't seen any of that yet but i do know that we're very close to taylor tatum Caden Durham and Xavier Robinson making their decision. And I'm hoping so Xavier Robinson is going to Oklahoma state this weekend, even though he's got like 8 million uh, crystal balls to Oklahoma. And heck it's funny because all the Iowa state guys that had him picked to go to Iowa state flipped their crystal balls and their future cast to Oklahoma. And I was messing with them. So I shot one of them to him in his DMS and he, he laughed. He was like, it's even funnier because it's coming from the Iowa state guys. Like exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, bro. So whenever you're ready, whenever you're done. So I told him, I was like, whenever you're done with your visits, I want to bring you on and do an interview and chop it up with you. And so that's the plan is to bring Zay Ron, uh, Zay on to, uh, uh, Xavier Robinson to talk about it. So Jeff, enjoy work. Watch the rest of the video later when you get some time, hop in the comments, you know, and share it to the people. We appreciate you pulling up. Uh, yeah, you're right. The very close feeling. It's it's there, man. I, bro, if Tatum go ahead, commits this weekend, we've already got the dominoes starting. The floodgates are going yeah. to open. And we're going to see so many pissed off people. My, my, my videos are going to be abused by Trojan fans. It's going to be hilarious. And I'm actually kind of excited about it. So I'm here for Hey, it. Kim. What's good? Thank you for pulling up. I saw you over there at Hall of Fame Media. Thank you for coming by and hanging out with us for a bit. We appreciate you pulling up to the channel. But what else you got? Um, again, I think that the dominoes are what we're going to see. You know, you know, last year, I think, I got to a point where I was checking with sources and somebody would be like, yeah, I don't hear anything that changed, you know, since uh, the last commitment. And I'm like, well, that was you know, 45 minutes ago. Like, you know, do you got anything else for me? And uh, so this, this, this is going to have another chance. I mean, Venables in uh, this past year signed the, one of the best classes of 20 years, this one's going to compete with it. And if we had, um, if we had a, you know, a five-star level quarterback, I think it'd be even better. I think we're going to end up with two quarterbacks. and uh, But we're going to have a lot of defensive talent on the line. I think the offensive line is still getting put together. I think we win some battles there that are going to be uh, pretty pretty fun. But um, the, the, the days of us just being listed in a you know, top 10 with uh, Bama and Georgia and everything, I think those are over. I mean, we're competing for those guys, and we're winning some of these battles. Yeah, 
and I, I anticipate they're going to win a lot more battles than you guys anticipate. Like, you're going to be very pleasantly surprised and excited as soon as, um, yeah, as soon as, you know, over this next week or so. Because I've heard that recruiting is going up. There's a lot of big-name players that will potentially be dropping. I heard that they, we may even get another commitment um, that no one even knew about. Um uh, and they were asked not to put in any type of predictions and stuff on. So keep your eyes open on that one. Um, surprise recruit. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm going like to be honest. One. A surprise recruit. Um, yeah. You got one? Yeah. Go ahead, Coop. G- g- give us your surprise recruit because I'm I'm balancing a couple of names in my head right now. But give me a surprise. Less, le- less, less has a mouth is Terry Bussey. If, if you guys don't if you guys don't know this, OU there there was a lot of people wondering if he was making the trip or if it was he was going to bounce and it wasn't going to be that. OU went from like then you know they're not a real contender here to like oh shit. Um hi, you know, there's an, somebody else just entered the chat. Hey, OU you uh, OU recruiting. And then uh McKinley. Uh McKinley is the one that I will not let my heart be uh, be swayed yet, but nothing I have heard about McKinley, um, everything was positive. Everything was, oh, you made a massive stride. The hesitation on McKinley for me is he still has a lot in front of him from a business perspective, and he, ha- and he is right around that area. And so for as hard as it would be for uh, you know, for what I think Zay Robinson would be sitting there with Kevin Sperry for an entire year. Uh, that's how it's going to be for Don McKinley is down in Louisiana. Is, is, is every single person around him is going to be like, no, bro, no, 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 no. That's my guy. Dominic McKinley yeah. is a surprise that I think that Bates can pull in. And, and that's because coming here, first off, you got the number one player in Louisiana to even show up. I got a video mm-hmm. that's going to drop in a couple of days on him and talking about that. And I'm just waiting on some particular information to come before I can actually publish it. But uh, the fact that you got him to come here was huge. He's going to Texas, I think, this weekend. But you got the number one player in Louisiana to pull up. And I've heard that everyone was, was, was pleasantly surprised and impressed. The one thing I can say I think probably resonated with him and his family was the soul mission, which seems to be the one thing every parent loves. Like every yes. parent loves the soul mission. That has been the biggest selling point for Oklahoma for recruits and their parents like crazy. And as Marcus Dent mentioned here earlier uh, in yeah. the chat that there were a lot of parents probably saying, commit now, commit now, go ahead and, Go ahead and commit. We want you to be here because we know they're going to take care of you. And because that's the case, bro, I don't see why McKinley wouldn't be one of those they could try to steal. They offered his little brother. His little brother was here also. And I really think that they're trying, they're, they're, they're serious about bringing him here, developing him, sending him to the league and his little brother. I could totally see Ty Bates really building up a nice bond with these players and making the magic happen. He yeah. just got it in front of him, dude. If you can snatch him up boy that would be huge 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 huge. because a lot of people say well we're in on stone because he's from oklahoma and so it really didn't take long we have lost 
so many. And, you know, I think it was said earlier, we have lost so many of these uh, big athletes like this out of Oklahoma. I think that OU made David a, a priority from the get go and the genuine authentic, um, you know, the authenticity is you heard some of the parents talking about it. Like, you know, this is, this is real. This is, you know, the parents want to stick around for a little bit longer. People are, you know, moving their families to be around this coaching staff because yep. what they're, what, what we're seeing here. So yeah. Um, it, it, if you're, if you're as a family worried about your kids showing up on Instagram, flipping a gun around, um, you're a normal, you're a normal person. And I think that, you know, when you see talk with that staff, it, it is it is player after player confirming this is exactly what it's like when you get here. No, I agree, and that's something that you want. You the, the excitement that you can have in recruiting um, is that um, for those parents is that they can come here, they're going to have a good time, and they're going to be like, especially coming to Oklahoma, they're like, you know what these these coaches, these players, these these guys, these guys really actually care about us. They truly care about my kid and they're making my kid a priority. And so that's huge. Um, yeah. One that we don't get, I'll, I'm, this would be my last one. Then we're going to wrap it up. I actually need to, um, it looks like I'm running low on battery anyway. So we're going to wrap this bad boy up with a bow on it. Surprise that we don't get Danny Okoye. Uh, Okoye would be, I would love to have Okoye. I don't think we mm-hmm. get him. And it's not that I don't think that, that, that I think that, he's getting a substantial amount of attention from a lot of schools, like a lot. And I think that may be the one we miss out on. It would suck. Just like we lost uh, Zadavian Sims. I think we lose mm-hmm. a Koye. If there's one that I, that was that that's, that's a miss. And I, now I wouldn't be shocked if we land him Cause I think that he would be fantastic in his class. And I think everybody's trying to recruit him here too. But I think that if there's any player, I think that we could potentially lose, I'd say it'd be him. I think I'll second that one. Um, you know, it, Colorado is going to be a big pull for Okoye. Um, Texas Poe, is too. Yeah. Um, he's there right now. He's down in Texas. So, uh, but like, you know, uh, Jamie said something about Casey Poe. Casey, uh, Casey is one that it's going to be a battle to the end. And, um, you know, beating Bo gets uh, every single conversation. He can just say, you know, which pick a draft for the past five years and just let's, we'll, we'll talk about that draft. Well, what does that mean coach? Well, I mean, we'll just talk about which, uh, which players got drafted in the second, third, fourth, fifth round, like three or four uh, a year. So, I mean, that's just a hard argument. And then plus now the SEC, it's, you know, if you want to find out if you're NFL level, let's go against the best. Right. Like Bates is going to get you there. So it's one of those, you may as well, take advantage of the opportunity because that's one of the things that the Sooners will be able to do. We've, we were able to put in uh, defensive players in the NFL, even when uh, the last regime was here, mm-hmm. which is even more hilarious that we actually had some NFL guys go through. So um, yeah, I'm hoping that Texas doesn't do it, but Texas wants to stick it to us as much as possible. And the best way to do it is with him. Now, the one thing I will give it to Okoye, which is funny, he does his traditional backflip. Every picture that he sent on the backflip yeah. had the horns down. So I'm, I'm, I don't care what nobody says. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I truly believe that he did that to, you know, mess with folks. And yeah. so I'm not going to even fight and pretend like, um, yeah, that didn't. Yeah, he, he did that to, 
to, to F with everybody, right? That he yeah. truly did. So, uh, <laughs> but Casey Poe is also probably, Jimmy, you're right. Casey Poe's one that I, 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 Max Anderson, we're not going to win. Uh, that's one offensive lineman we're going to lose out on. But I would love, I, I hope that we have a better chance with him, to be honest. I really do. Yeah. I hope Poe. I hope we land Poe. I think Poe's going to be one of the next ones. I don't think he'll be a surprising loss. I think we he we land him. Um, he's been enjoying his visits. Caden uh, Massey out of Kansas, a three star. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those things where put it like this: beating Bo has a type. Yeah. So because beating Bo has a type. The struggle for a lot of us is understanding what type of player are we actually going to land because beating Bo has a specific type and the specific type that he goes for are ones that he can, he can develop into NFL caliber players and he has a proven track record. And so he's not Sharon Moore up there at, um, at Michigan, OU alum, uh, OU offensive line alum that is killing it for Michigan and getting all these Joe Moore awards over the last few years and building these offensive lines. Beating Bo doesn't go for the same type of guys he goes after, but he's still been able to produce Joe Moore finalist just almost year in, year out. And when we got Tyler Guyton, which was looked like a project when he came here from Texas, from uh, TCU, from Texas Christian, he came here and I think he's a first round draft pick next year. Like, yeah. He's going to have an elite season. He's going to be a first rounder. And so I'm not going to even argue what on the offensive line beating Bo's doing. So when I look at the players that he's going after, Bennett Warren is the one that I would love for us to land. I want him yeah. so bad. Sharon Moore is on him like white on rice with a glass of milk and a paper plate in a snowstorm. So it's going to be tough to pry him away. But I did hear, rumor has it, that Oklahoma kind of – Pointed that out to him. Like, you know, Bennett, you know where Sharon Moore went to college, right? You know where he played offensive yeah. line at, right? You know who he played with, right? Jeff Levy and, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah. Levy's old lineman. Yeah. Ron was here. And I think it shocked him that they were like, wait, what? Are you serious? Yeah, he didn't realize that Michigan's old line coach is from Oklahoma. So... Besides that, I think that beating Bo, he has a type, and we know that he's going to be able to find the lineman that's going to do everything that we hope for in building an elite offensive line here in Oklahoma. So keep your eyes open for that. Tyler Guyton, I've already said it. I'm going to say it keep it over and over. He's first-round prospect because watching him battle Jared Verse in the uh, bowl game told me everything I needed to know. All right, Coop, what's your final thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up with a bow on it? Um, I mean, I would just say that we'll probably got more of these coming up. Uh, I, I I don't – I mean, I don't know. That I didn't get to see the timeline or anything like that. But um, if, if, if that's really the case, we're going to see a lot of uh, stuff here, um, you know, every few days. So just stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned here because, you know, obviously we get a Tatum to drop. You get a Nwari uh, to drop. You get David – Anything like that, that's that's uh where are you at? I'm 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 getting to the computer right now. Yep. 
just be prepared, man. So you'll see a lot of me and Coop, and as well as the 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 usual suspects. You'll see PG on here. You'll see Chris from the Horns Down podcast. You'll see Jason from Hall of Fame Media. Uh, with Drew England gets back to going. He just moved to Oklahoma City at, and getting a new coaching job, head coaching job. Uh, well, an assistant coaching job here at one of the high schools, and so Drew's been on the go. So you're gonna see a lot of us especially over the next few weeks. So thank y'all for pulling up here to the sooner or later sports show. We appreciate all the love here on YouTube. Hit that like button as well as the uh, subscribe button. If you're new to the channel, if you're not new, hit the like button and make sure you share. Why? Because sharing is caring and tell people to watch the replay. If you're listening to the audio version, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it. Just give us five anyway, and find us wherever podcasts are downloaded and listen to. And with that, we will chop it up with uh, all of you. I promise you, it's going to be in a few days. So, yeah, talk then. Peace.